Well, welcome back to AgriTalk, everyone. We are live on a Tuesday morning. Thanks for tuning in on your favorite agricultural radio station or your preferred digital device. Your pal, Davis Michelson, in for Chip Flory all week this week. Glad to be here behind the big green leafy microphone of AgriTalk. We've got to separate the signals from the noise in this crazy mixed-up world that we all have to live in. Jim Wiesmeyer is here Washington policy analyst to help us do that. Good morning, Herr Wiesmeyer. How is everything? <laughs> Very good after a long holiday weekend that I just simply relaxed. Uh, but, you know, the signal to noise, uh, it's usually 90% noise. So we it, it's getting hard to separate it. Yeah, yeah. Well, when, when you get when you get muddy waters, it's hard to fish, isn't it? Yes, yes, it is. <laughs> um, let's let's start with the tragic news of the shootings in Chicago. Now, this comes on the heels of a number, even before uh, the uh, the parade incident. Um, and as I understand, they've got a guy in custody, right? Has, have have we gotten yes, any further? Alleged. Alleged. That's it. Okay. That's it. Okay. Yeah. Um, but even before that, you know, and I, I guess we see it every summertime. I'm looking at Chicago specifically. I imagine it's around the rest of the nation as well. Gun violence certainly on the rise as as the mercury rises. Um, there's There has been some legislation, some gun control kind of stuff coming out of Washington. I don't know that this incident necessarily changes any of that or or maybe there's a, there's a, an approach coming forward that, that I'm unaware of. Can you give us an update on gun control stuff? Well, the, they did pass a, a major, you know, bipartisan approach. Now it's, it's not going to do much, but at least that's the step many people think in the right direction. It's going to take time, you know, mm -hmm. Davis, but uh, I, uh, I think added to this and the legislation dealt in part with this is dealing with mental illness. Mm -hmm. And that's going to take a while. And that was amplified due to the pandemic that we went through. That That's sure. a fundamental change, I think, in what's happening across the nation. Did I see 306 mass shootings so far this year in the United States? Does that yes. sound right? Yeah. Yes. That's an awful lot. It seems to indicate a problem. 306 too many. Yes. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. Well, our uh, thoughts and prayers go out to the families, those injured. Um, and... You know, sadly, it, it wound up shutting down all sorts of celebrations around that area there. And and that's just another uh, casualty of an event like this. You hate to see that as well, but an abundance of caution does seem to serve. Yeah, I think we're going to get better and better at monitoring the uh, social web uh, the right way by by you know going on keywords kill and things like that because mm -hmm. apparently this individual did put some things out so I think we're going to get uh, uh, an improvement in the years ahead on that front Boy, you know, I sure you know, to avoid right. to avoid yeah sure sure I sure hope you're right um, move us over to Ukraine uh, seven hundred fifty billion dollars to rebuild once. The conflict is over, is what I saw this morning. Um, the Meanwhile, the Russian incursion just continues to roll forward up to uh, roughly 20% of Ukraine now under Russian control. Um, we keep pouring money into Ukraine. Is that the right way to go? 
Well, it's it's for starting. You know, Ukraine said that you indicate it needs 60 to 65 billion just this year to meet its funding requirements. So and 750 billion over the next uh, you know decade, uh, there is some push to use some of the Russian uh, uh, products, companies, et cetera, to help uh, offset that. But there are a lot of legislative uh, hurdles on that one. But we're far away from reconstructing, uh, you know, Davis, that right. we have to end we have to end the war first. And uh, the best people I know say that's going to be years in the making. Yeah. Um, meanwhile, you had the G- G7 leaders, the group of seven, um, seem to have come to an agreement on at least a plan to cap the price of Russian oil. Can you help me get my head around what they're thinking there? Well, and if that's the case, uh, as I pointed out this morning, there there are ways you can do it. Uh, However, uh, uh, not talked about too much is what would Putin's reaction be? Because Mm -hmm. he could really uh, stop the flow of uh, oil, com- not completely, but significantly. And that would dramatically raise the price of oil. So I think he's got the leverage here right now because of the policy, energy policy actions taken by a host of countries, including Germany and the uh, United States. So I think the more they look into this uh uh, you know, sanctions capping prices paid for Russian oil. Uh, they better not try to second guess Putin because he's shown he takes the extreme, you know, maneuvers. And you can see he's got his bravado back uh, as it, it, it more than appears Russia has the uh, uh, upper hand right now, uh, at least uh, lately, the you know, last few weeks in Ukraine. Well, and and educate me just a little bit. I, we don't send a whole lot of U.S. oil to China, do we? I mean, Putin's got that whole market almost, well, maybe not to himself, but he's certainly got a willing willing participant in the market in China. Well, yeah, and you saw Iran over, over the weekend lowered their price to compete with the cheaper Russian crude. Uh, I mean, they, uh, they they priced it at nearly $10 a barrel below Brent futures, and that puts it on par with the Russian cargoes uh, scheduled to arrive in, in China during August, uh, you, you know, traders uh, you know, said. So uh, uh, th- that shows you the, the uh, global politics going on in the uh, energy market, not limited to Western countries uh, uh, at all. Mm-hmm. Well, and it, it does seem like there's quite the divide forming between those guys and the West. Uh, we, we've been obsessed with this green energy thing, which is great. I get it. Whatever. Uh, but it's been at the expense of encouraging coal production. We've discouraged coal production, energy production just in general. And now we're seeing energy producers turning, uh, whether it's the EU, whether it's the U.S., turning back toward coal i think we're moving in the wrong direction from the green perspective well that's because of the short-term uh lack of strategy on the u.s and and you know primarily germany uh in europe they they've go back the energy starved world is back to turning to coal uh and you've got coal prices on the run here and, and now it's in short supply 
because there's been a declining investment in new mines and resources. So we're off to the races in, in coal yeah, in, in coal country around the world. Meanwhile, we just heard from Kirk Hins from BAM, BAM WX that July is going to seem an awful lot like July. And I thought about it this morning when I got up to turn on, you know, to turn on my air conditioner. I bumped it higher a couple of degrees just because, gosh, I mean, what a, what a strain on our own grid, which was already looking a little bit sketchy going into what is shaping up to be a hot July. Yeah, it's the continued days. If you get a hundred plus, that usually takes out at least some portions of the grid and test the uh, you know backstops. I think Texas has really looked at their backup system, and uh, they they better hold up because they're saying that they, you know, they took the action after last year to you know to to look at their uh, uh, whole uh, you know flow through on on the energy sector. Yeah, and I guess my public service announcement to you, beloved listener, maybe just just bump up your air a little, a couple degrees higher, you know, instead of whatever it is. I went from uh, 72, I'm up at 75 now. Um, you'll get used to it. You'll get used to it um, and just try to do everything that you can. And not only that, but energy prices, what you're paying for energy is much more expensive to keep that air conditioner running this year, Jim. Yes. Well, and the, the, the inflation, inflation, inflation. Now we're starting right. to see the stories. Wall Street Journal has a big story this morning uh, looking at a host of commodities, including ag commodities on, on the on the trip down. And they've significantly been lowered over the last, what, two weeks or ourselves. So they're mm-hmm. beginning to farm the, uh, the, the story of has inflation peaked. And at the time, that the White House is pulling out any of their so-called stops to lower the price of, you know, gasoline. Mm-hmm. Um, meanwhile, speaking of gasoline, you have President Biden once again leaning into the microphone, telling the the gasoline stations to lower their prices. And uh, Jeff Bezos <laughs> steps in and says, look, either you guys really don't understand or you're trying to wreck something here. Uh, is Biden leaning way too far, kowtowing to the progressive far left here? As usual, yes. The answer is yes there. And uh, it consistently shows he doesn't understand how markets work, you know, and that's what the Wall Street Journal and uh, and Bezos and, and others he really are, not, though? are saying. These are the leaders of our country, Jim. I, I, He's been a politician I, all of his life, so he doesn't know risk. Huh. He doesn't know risk. No. I kind of don't get it. I, I I don't get it, but I guess it would make sense. You've got a guy like like Bezos. Uh, he's done very well from the free market system, from the capitalist system, under, and he understands, look, you, you can't just say, well, now the prices should be lower. Do you foresee a move toward more strict price controls from the administration? No. I always say I hope not. Uh, I think that I do think that we're going to see we have reached uh, peak uh, inflation. It'll take a few months to show up in the data. So I'm going to say we won't see dramatic push on uh, on the price controls. Now, all Mm. bets are off if they try this maneuver on Russia. You know, right. to, to right. cap the price, then it, that that's a new land there then, because yep. then he, he would take action and you've got, uh, you know, some of the uh, uh, investment analysts are saying sky high. Jim, switching gears now, tariffs on China. There does seem to be a little bit of disagreement between Catherine, trade representative 
and uh, some other parts of the Biden administration. These were were the tariffs that President Trump uh, introduced here. There's talk, yeah, we should take those off. Catherine Ty says, yeah, probably shouldn't. Where are we at in that? Well, as usual with any government, uh, it'll probably be way in between, uh, Davis. I mean by that. Over the weekend, the Wall Street Journal broke the story that Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen was on a video uh, conference call with a high-ranking Chinese official. And uh, but they didn't put any details on that. I, I, some say tariffs were discussed, but this is going to be Biden's first major trade policy move. Now, if he lifts some of the tariffs, as is widely speculated, uh, it won't take a nanosecond for Republicans to say to uh, to say that he's being soft on China. So they're very sensitive to that. But the latest word is that he could only lift tariffs on uh, just $10 billion worth of Chinese Hmm. goods. And we have around $370 billion worth of imports from uh, China that have those tariffs on. So uh, once again, if that's the case, if if it is the announcement, it's a lot about nothing. Uh, the, the, uh, you know, we discussed on AgriTalk for many times when this was going on, uh, did the tariffs on China raise U.S. prices for consumers? The solid answer now is yes, because, you know, Chinese exports, uh, exporters generally didn't lower prices to keep their goods competitive. So that means U.S. Mm. importers pass the duties on. And the U.S. Treasury has collected as of June 8th, uh, I cite here, had collected more than $140 billion worth of duties on Chinese goods. So sometime this week, the rumor is that we could get a lifting of some of the tariffs uh, on on Chinese goods, but not all that much. And if that's the case, uh, then they're going to come up with some complex program that additional tariffs could be lifted depending on uh, some comment periods and uh, other appeals by U.S. businesses. So I think that's what we're going to get this week. uh, So if I'm hearing you, it feels like it could be that this drop in the bucket could grease the skids for a slippery slope, more tariff reductions to come. See how they how they work out. Yes, I I think that's the bottom line. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Um, you've, you mentioned a couple of times, you feel like inflation has peaked. Um, we've got the Biden administration reportedly considering cutting premiums for federal housing loans, uh, would cut payments for some customers 50 to 70 bucks a month. Is, is this an indication that, that the administration does not believe that inflation has peaked? Uh, absolutely, they do not, because they were wrong at the front end, and they're going to be wrong at the back end. Now, again, I'm not saying it's going to stop tomorrow, okay? Mm, It takes a while, but you're already beginning to see some analysis that I know Chip and I discussed at the Milk Conference in Las Vegas earlier this year, and we pointed out, watch the inventory buildup uh, at companies like Target, Uh, Walmart to a degree, uh, and that's happening right now. And so they're sitting with flooded with excess uh, goods right now for for Mm -hmm. products that it appears Americans may not want at this particular time. So we've got a disconnect the other way, Davis. And I think this is going to eventually play into some of the inflation stats, maybe within three months from now. 
What else is going on inside the Beltway that maybe causes you to raise that one eyebrow and go, hmm? Well, included, there was a bill. House lawmakers, including Republicans, are saying keep China out of U.S. agriculture. So uh, there's a bill uh, out there. It's called Promoting Agriculture Safeguards and Security Act that's sponsored by uh, some leadership in the Republican Party, and it would ban Russia, Iran, North Korea, as well as China from, quote, any merger, acquisition, or takeover that would result in foreign control of a U.S. ag company. So that's something to watch. Uh, I'm, I, you know, lawmakers are out and their staff are out on holiday, holiday recess, but I'm, I'm going to be tracking this in the weeks ahead. I heard um, some talk of some Smithfield plants, one particular in California closing down. They said it was because the regulations were no good. Is this sort of the kind of thing that you're talking about there? Well, it would not have allowed, uh, you know, uh, you, you, what was it, uh, Chinese uh, 2013 purchase of Smithfield Foods mm-hmm. for what, just under $5 billion uh, by a group now known as WH. Uh, Holdings, and at the time, that was the largest entry into the U.S. business world by a Chinese company. And as you know, Smithfield wow. is the largest U.S. pork producer. Yeah, yeah, interesting. Uh, I I also see that you wrote Chinese real estate developers are accepting wheat, garlic, and peaches as down payments for properties. Is that an indication that there's some uh, trouble in the real estate market in China that's digging deep? This is. This is crazy. I, I, Here's- yes, I tell at one of my conferences, I got the question. This was up in in Pennsylvania. By the way, they say AG stands for always growing. That's the definition of AG, and I love that one. When every yeah, time I good. go there, they say that. But I got a question. What about China's real estate? And it was spot on because I said yeah. when you look at the numbers. China's problems in real estate are about double what they were when we had the blow off in in U.S. real estate, Davis. Okay, okay. They have a problem. Yeah, yeah. Um, We've got about 30 seconds remaining here, Jim. What are you you looking ahead? It's a short week coming up, but uh, probably plenty to watch for. Well, I'm, I'm watching for any movement on a reconciliation package by the Democrats because that would b- bring in portions of the Green New Deal. I still think that they'll be successful, even though most people say it's not going to happen. Watch that. It'll have some ag-related provisions in it, Davis. Well, Jim, it, you, you, uh, your countenance is very relaxed, very soothing today. I appreciate you spending some time with us. You must have had a very relaxing, long very. holiday weekend. <laughs> very. I'm glad to hear that. Jim Wiesmeyer, Pro Farmer Policy Analyst, thanks for, sure. for separating the signals from the noise with us today.